Hey boys and girls, welcome to Fireside, a weekly podcast in which I chat to my friends about what we've been playing and doing this week. It's life. Are you impressed? It's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Mm. And then it goes, they're talking. It's thrilling it's exciting these these developments you you aren't on the show for a couple of weeks and then suddenly things things change <laughs> all right welcome to episode seven no 18 18 of fireside I'm, I'm all out of whack because dan's not on this episode and he's been on like the last four or five in a row he has yes yeah you're breaking the mold andy well you started it because you were on two in a row first i did yeah well exactly Hey, look! If the fans want it, you know, I'll, I'll continue. I'll, Are you saying I'll, the fans want Dan or you? Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, if he's if he's on more than I am, then I've got to I've got to really work hard. And you know, he's now my nemesis, essentially. Well, to be fair, he lives over the road, and you live on the other side of the country. That's not. So, I'm not saying if Dan, Dan, if you're listening, I'm I'm not just saying you're a friend of convenience. <laughs> anyway, that's what you said s- in the message that you sent me earlier. You're like, well, <laughs> <laughs> that was a private message, damn it. <laughs> anyway, this is still a 30 minute podcast. We've wasted two minutes on the intro. Oh, oh man. No. Oh no. Oh, so what have you been up to? Anyway, since God, I haven't spoken to you about gaming for forever. I haven't been on the forums for a couple of weeks, so... No, neither have I, and I assume it still exists, but um, I... uh, Well, it's a bit strange, because I've played through some really, really average games lately, and some really terrible Mm. games, actually. Yeah, you reviewed that tabletop one, right? Yeah, Tabletop Racing World Tour, which is a mobile game, um, and it's, it's the PlayStation Plus... One of the PlayStation Plus games for the month of May and it's oh it's not good not good at all and I really enjoyed the mobile game it's you know it was fun um but it just you know the mobile game was fun because it's you know it had that micro machines style spirit um which worked mm. it worked on a mobile because it made sense and the graphical things you know the limitations of a mobile phone graphically were compensated um, suitably enough, you know, but they've essentially just translated this, the phone version to a, a console and it doesn't, it doesn't transfer very well at all. So, um, that that's interesting considering if you look at their website, sorry to interrupt. No, I'm no, no. Stop. I'm not going to stop now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because when I went to, uh, to their website to get some of the images for the, the what's it, um, the what's it. Yeah, the header image and all that sort of stuff. Do you remember how I got the wrong header image for the last Resident Evil 6? Well, it's not wrong. Anyway, I'm going off topic already. Um, When I went to their website, one of the things they boast is that they're bringing console-level graphics to mobile phone games. Sure, PlayStation. Which immediately made me think of, um, like, uh, the Fire Monkeys games, you know, Real Racing 3 and Sims Freeplay and stuff like that, because they're those games that I just... um, uh, fire, what's someone call it, that do the room. They're those games that I just look at them and go, holy crap, these things look astounding. Sure. And then, yeah, when I read in your review, it looks like cons- uh, phone bra- graphics brought to a console. 
<laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting because that's the exact opposite of their, their slogan, you know what I mean? Well, and, you know, and it does look all right. Like, in the grand, it, it does look okay, but it just, you know, it, it does look like a mobile phone game on a big screen. And it's not like Lara Croft Go, which looks great on a, you know, on a mobile, but it looks even better on a big screen. Does it? Yeah, it does. I tried it. Yeah, so it looks it looks really really nice. The PlayStation Vita slash PlayStation Four version, and I think also haven't tried Hitman Go, but um, you know that apparently looks quite good too. Um, well, they're quite stylized, I suppose, so they'd scale nicely. Like yeah. you could do that without loss. Whereas, is the tabletop racing the photos I saw? It, <clears throat> it almost looks like it's trying to look. A bit real worldy, is that right? Yeah, and that that goes against what the spirit of the game is, which to me it felt like it should be a micro machine style game. But then you have real world style cars. You've got, you know, they are proper cars, and mm. that, which goes against the fact that you're playing on a pool table and you know you're playing on a on a kitchen table and stuff like that. It doesn't make any sense. It's it, you know. And I'm not saying you can't have real cars driving on a table, but a real car would crush the table. So it's Haven't bit... you seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Maybe well, this is the start of a movie deal. Honey, I Shrunk the Cars. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Um, so I played that, and I also played Shadow of the Beast, which is a remake of an uh, old game from 1989, and it's awful. It's an awful game. Oh, really? When I saw you, when I saw you put that in the the, so for those that are listening, we've got a group where we nominate what games we're going to review and all this sort of stuff. When I saw you put that in, I thought, is he reviewing the old one? Yeah. So <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> yeah, it's some. There was a fan who remade it. Um, you know, absolutely loved the original game, and I understand there's a few in the series, um, and remade it essentially from scratch. Um, and wow. it's it looks it looks really good. It looks nice, but it's just so slow and sluggish. And you know, part of it is that you're supposed to build up combos and stuff like that when you're attacking enemies. And it's just very very slow and very very tedious. And especially when you have some enemies which you can only attack when you block, but you can't break an attack to block. So mm. if you're attacking somebody and this enemy that that you're required to block to be able to attack them comes from behind because it's a platformer game. So it's on a 2d plane. Um, you can't break the attack to turn around and block them. So you don't get hit. So combo streaks get broken and then you get staggered and it's even dif- more difficult to regain your balance. And <laughs> it's just frustrating. So you're just, maybe you're just too spoiled. Maybe it's true to the original, but um, I, I honestly can't. I know I've played the original. I just can't remember it. Well, um, this has yeah, maybe original, it's a cat. Yeah, it's got the original oh, included okay. in it, and yeah, it's a. It is. It's not really that faithful to the original because a lot of the enemies in the original are one hit and they go down and that's it. Um, so there's no real. Okay. The combos don't exist all that much. It's just. It's a it's a terrible, it's a not a really good game, yeah. It's which is disappointing because I pre-ordered it because it looked great 
and I was like, oh, I really enjoy that kind of... Like, it looked like a God of War-style platformer in a way. And it just doesn't... It's not good, sadly. Um, but they're That's the... Yeah, they're the two games that I've I've played that I haven't really enjoyed. What about you? What have you been playing? Because there, there is one other game I have been playing that I've enjoyed, but I'll save that for a minute. I've enjoyed every game that I've been playing. Sorry, I don't have any that I didn't enjoy. I haven't been playing Nier, <laughs> which I said I would play after we last spoke. <laughs> you terrible person. Actually, I was speaking with Kirsty about it just recently. I don't think I've really played a video game, like on my console, for about a month now. Maybe two months? Okay. You know, you sort of hit those... I don't, well, I don't know if you ever hit them. But sometimes I hit a point where I've just had enough of games for the time being. I need something, I don't know, I need that. Uh, there's just nothing to inspire me to pick them up. I'm still playing games on the mobile. I've been playing XCOM Enemy Within, which yep. is like a mobile version of the PC game, um, a game called Anomaly 2, because someone pointed out that I forgot to mention it on my um, <laughs> recommended mobile list, and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Because I was crapping on about that quite a while ago. That's another one that looks really good. That's um, that's really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm playing all those sorts of things. You okay. know, downloaded the Room Three. I succumbed and bought it. <laughs> um, and on actually no, I have been playing one game on PC. I've been playing quite a lot of The Sims Four. Yes, I've seen you uh, post a lot of screenshots of of Sims stuff, and yeah. it's good. I'm. Uh, I I don't know. <laughs> It's not. It's probably not for. I, I had. I bought the original Sims and then I loaned it to somebody and I never got it back. And that was the only time I ever played it. But I don't know why I'm enjoying it. Like, it's not the sort of game that would normally appeal to me. But I don't know. In the Sims Four, they seem to have. So, <clears throat> you pick an aspiration for your Sim. So I think my first aspiration was that I was ambitious. Uh huh. And then it gives you all these goals. So you can level up the five uh, five levels of the ambitious perk and it gives you certain benefits. Sure. Um, and when you get jobs, there are certain ways to get... Like you can monitor the things that you need to get promoted. So achieve a level three of programming, do this, and when you've got the ticks, you work hard and go to work in a particular mood. There's all these sub-things that take it away from what The Sims first was, which was just a basic, yeah, you know, house management relationship sim. They've added all these gamey elements, which just, they're so damn engaging. It's, <laughs> it's really good. But then I, I get to the point I always get to with The Sims, and I think I'm nearly there now, where I'm working really hard, and then one of my guys grows old yeah, or dies, and I'm like, ah. Uh, well, what was the point of that? I don't really want to start it all again, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know you're meant, to, you're meant to make lots of families and blah, 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 but you know what I mean? Like, I just, there's a point and I'm like, why have I spent 16 hours? Actually, no, I got an achievement recently for spending 48 hours Jesus. playing the game. So, <laughs> well, 48 hours isn't that much, I suppose, in the well, scheme of things. Yeah, but now, going back to what you're saying about, you know, where you, you go through periods of like, ah... Oh, I just don't really feel like playing games all that much. Mm. And after playing tabletop world racing and after playing Shadow of the Beast and um, 
And I've also been playing uh, Ratchet and Clank, the remake of that, which is really good, actually. Oh, I love that um, one, yeah. Well, it's the first Ratchet and Clank game that I've properly played, so... Um, oh, wow. They have yeah. fantastic games, man. I, I love yeah. all of them. I haven't played the most recent one yet, though. Well, it's just a remake of the first one, so... Yeah. Um, That's a trilogy, right? Or do you mean the most recent one? Yeah, the most recent one that came out in PlayStation 4. And it's just, it's a complete remake of the, the original game. It's oh, like, bugger. Yeah. All right, well, I'm probably not going to play that one. Then. Yeah. Um, but it's good. It's enjoyable. Um, and I'm also playing Uncharted 4, which is, is great, is really, really great. But I've also got that feeling which I'm like, oh, I'm just really not into playing games at the moment. So even as great as Uncharted 4 is, I'm mostly playing it to go through it so that I don't get spoiled because... And I won't. I haven't finished it yet, so I won't spoil anything on here. But it's a series which I really enjoy. But I don't want to be spoiled accidentally, which has happened in the past, yeah. and it happened with Uncharted Three. Um, and so I was a bit. I'm a bit like, all right. So I just kind of want to get through it, but I'm also like, well, I don't. I'm like, eh, eh, I don't have yeah. the the drive at the moment, which is very strange. It's a strange thing to. To feel, um, but I can totally relate to that. <laughs> there have been many games where I've been saying to Kirsty, you know, I've been hanging for this game. This is a great game. Mm. I should be enjoying this, but I'm just not in the mood. I'm playing this because I should be, and then I'll I'll give it a couple of months and I'll go back to it. Which of course you can't do in this case because, you know, internet age. As soon as people watch the latest Game of Thrones or get Uncharted Four, they've got to share memes and. Stuff with humble or subtle spoilers and crap in them to, yeah. <laughs> I don't even watch Game of Thrones and I was already annoyed by, you know, halfway through the, the following day of that, the most recent episode going up and I was just like, all right, come on guys. That's, that's <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough of that. You know the funny thing? I haven't seen any spoilers. I'm watching it about three days, three, four days after it airs just because I keep forgetting it's up. Um and I'm one of the people, I don't care enough about the story. Like, I really like Game of Thrones, yeah. but I don't care enough about the story that I would be devastated if something was spoiled for me. Sure. I mean, I don't I don't care either because I've never watched it. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but with Uncharted 4, yes, I mean, I do. And, and I guess it's also a matter of, like, and this is no fault of the, the developers at all because they did delay it multiple times. But the quality and the reasoning for it being delayed is evident within the game. It is it is great in that regard. It's very very polished, and you know this is this is one of the biggest AAA titles for this year at least. And they and you can really mm. tell that they've put a, a heck of a lot of effort into it. And it's great. It it looks great. The you know the the character action and the the you know the acting performances are just phenomenal uh, it you know there are points where it looks like you are watching real people acting out what is going on and the mm. transition from cutscenes to the actual gameplay is seamless and it's it's insane that it is this seamless as well like this is for me it is kind of the pinnacle of what you'd always wanted in a video game and i'm sure that you know games like the witcher and stuff like that have done similar things but for me this is the first game that i've seen that has managed to do this you know the mm. order 1886 did a good job of it too but this is really somebody still hasn't let me their copy of that 
Well, yeah. And, Andrew. That'll happen. It'll be, I'm sure it'll be a PlayStation <laughs> Plus game one day. Um, but You know what? That's why I haven't bought it, and it's still not a damn PlayStation. I know they're waiting for me to buy the damn thing, and then they're going to make <laughs> Yeah, and that's a, like, it's a, it's a game that gets a hard rap. It's fun, it's short, but yeah. visually See, it does a good job. And it looks good, and your comments on it make made me think that I would enjoy the game because I don't really care if a game is short. Yeah, you know what I mean. The, the length, unless it's something like um, so there's this board game, Time Stories, right? And you buy the game, and to play through the campaign, which is a mystery story, it takes about five hours. Mm-hmm. Right, that's a sixty seventy dollar board game. It takes about five hours to play, and once you've done that mystery. That's it. You've done it. You know what the... It's a story-based oh. game. You can buy expansions for it, which are additional stories, which are... But anyway, I'll get into that different time. Uncharted 4. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to derail you. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just I just think that this is, you know, as I was saying, this is the pinnacle of what what we've always wanted in a video game. You know, the, the great quality cutscenes you know blending with great quality gameplay i i do still have an issue with the fact that um you are essentially just acting out the moments in between the cutscenes at times but Mm -hmm. they they do work at blending in the character discussions better this time around in the sense that um you know if you're if you are moving through a puzzle and your companions are there there is a lot of talking in that regard. Sure, it's not you driving the narration. It is, you know, the characters. You're not physically doing it yourself. Mm. You're not making dialogue choices or anything. You are just moving the character around and stuff. But, so, I, I mean in the sense that you don't feel like you're the propulsive force of the, the plot, if that makes sense. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You're giving me a, a, a an odd look at the moment, but... Hopefully I explain. No, I, I just look on. <laughs> but hopefully hopefully that makes no, sense. Was, yeah, like, yeah, it does. I was actually... Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about it. So my favourite Uncharted is Uncharted 1. Uh-huh. Um, followed by Uncharted 2, which I think I enjoyed, but Uncharted 3 I really didn't enjoy. Okay. And I think from memory... So I, I get that it's a story game. It's primarily a story game. It's Indiana Jones movie in a video game format. Yes. And that's awesome. What I didn't like was the way they... That's that's right. In number three, I didn't like two things, mainly. One was the way they implemented uh, gameplay mechanics. So you're running along a roof that's exploding and falling down and doing all the stuff that action movies have happen when the protagonist is running away. But in order to get all that scene, uh, all that happening, it was shot like a movie. So it had the person running towards the camera. So Nathan was running yeah. towards the camera. And you had to dodge stuff that you couldn't... It, it wasn't formatted in a way that suited the video game. Yeah. It was formatted in a way that was cinematic, which made for a bad gaming experience. The second problem I had was the scale and unnecessity. I don't think that's a word. Un- but un- unnecessity. <laughs> yeah, what's the opposite of necessity? Um, well, unnecessary, but yeah. Unnecessary scale, unnecessary scale of some of the puzzles. Like I remember there was one where you had to climb all over a room and align these mirrors so that they shone in a certain way. And then 
this magic dust made up a city and a beam of light shone down to where the... And it was just so over the top that even if you imagine that hall full of people who ever made this stupid thing, mm. it wouldn't make sense that they... You know what I mean? There was yeah. that, that thing. Um, sorry, there was a third thing, although I think I might be thinking... <laughs> I think I might be thinking more of Tomb Raider, and when I so anyway, they're they're the two main ones. Sure. Is that they do has that the same in in number four? No, um, there are there are still grand puzzles, but they actually do address the ridiculousness of the puzzles in really interesting ways. Um, and I won't spoil okay. it, but yeah, they do they do touch on that really well. Um, but they also, I think that the other thing as well is that this is. And surprisingly, it hasn't turned off people so far. But this is <laughs> certainly probably the quietest Uncharted for for the most part. For the first quietest, th- what do you mean? So for the first six, seven chapters, um, there's no real action per se. Uh, you are simply just you know there is a bit of action, but it takes it's very quiet action. It's a quiet shoot out here and there's no explosions or anything like that it's a very slow build up and it's nice and sedate yep yeah and it mostly focuses on building a relationship with the characters uh you build a relationship with nate and his you know the people that he associates with and from that you have a better attachment of who they are and and you're more invested in their story and Mm. I, i think that this is possibly the best uncharted game I think it will be. I, I mean, I wait until I finish it, and you know, in case you know something drastic happens at the <laughs> end or whatever. But so far, it's proving to be the most interesting one. And usually, with those games, you can tell that pretty early. I find, like how I felt yeah. at the start of Uncharted One. Admittedly, it was my first time playing that sort of game, so there was a lot of holy crap, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, stuff. Whereas Uncharted Two, I had the all right, so I've got my expectations from number one. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I found normally with those games, the way they start and the way they paint the scene and present the game is a good indication of how they maintain it throughout the entire game, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting uh, how well they've managed to do it. And the other thing that really works as well, and it's, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the multiplayer in Uncharted 2 and Uncharted 3, but the multiplayer here really works well. Uh, and it's a really impressive multiplayer. You know, you've got people swinging on ropes and stuff like that, and then you've got mystical items being thrown around, and it's a, it's just a lot of fun. And it's been a while mm. since I've really jumped back into, um, you know, shooter multiplayer games. I, you know, the last one was probably Battlefield Four, and this <laughs> bad this company is, too for me. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's how far back it was for me. <laughs> yeah. But the good thing I think about this is that it doesn't ever feel like you need to be, you know, you need to have put in 10 hours, 10, 15 hours to feel like you're on the same level as everybody else. Um, okay. You know, you can easily come along. You know, if you pick up this game in five months' time, because of the maps are going to be free updates as well. Um, so that's really good. So there's no paid DLC in that regard. Uh, map DLC. Yeah. Um, I hate map DLC paid. Yeah, I hate it, paid map DLC. I'll restructure this. Yeah, system. well, it cuts off the market of of who the who you're actually playing the game with. You know, it cuts off mm. the, the available people, and 
so I think that, you know, even if you pick it up in six months' time, you'll be on a level playing field as everybody else. And I think that's a really, really difficult thing to achieve in this multiplayer landscape. Definitely. Um, I remember that with Gears of War 2, I believe it was, mm. and trying to join sessions and trying to find a game that had the same map packs that I yeah. did. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't want to buy the map packs, I just want to... And yeah, you're right. By giving them all away free, you're ensuring not only that it's a better experience for players, yeah. but that you're going to get more longevity out of your multiplayer experience by having full availability to everyone available for longer. Yes, yeah. Providing it's actually good, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, yeah. Small yeah. thing. yeah. Um, so one last game that I have been playing, which is a mobile game, which I think is worthwhile pl- mentioning. I've only played probably about half an hour of it, but it's a game called Fast Like a Fox. And Fast Like a Fox? Fast Like a Fox. Oh, fast. Fast Like a Fox. <laughs> and the reason okay. why I mention it is it's an infinite runner uh, where you're a fox running, and it's a platforming infinite runner. What does the fox say? Uh, and, uh, Yeah, well, it's a really nice-looking game. It looks a bit like Monument Valley in a way. Um, But instead of tapping the screen, you have to tap the back of your phone to jump, um, which sounds really frustrating. It's got a little uh, gyro thing in there to sense. Well, I assume so, yeah. So it's a bit like... um, It kind of reminds me of uh, the WarioWare game, um, Smooth Moves on the Wii where you need to tap the, the Wiimote. Um, but it surprisingly works quite well. And because of the tapping, uh, you need it's more of a skill-based thing than anything else. Um, so I find it quite interesting. Yeah. God, it looks horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it looks nice. I, I think it's all right. But I haven't spent, you know, I don't really spend that much time with Infinite Runners myself. I'm, you know... Uh, if I play them for 10, 15 minutes, that's usually as much as I get out of them. But I was surprised by the mechanics of this one. I thought it was all right. Yeah. Well, I'm downloading it now. So. Well, there you it's go. free, which it is, is even better. Yes, 53. exactly. 53.15, just yeah. if you're interested. Oh, and there's an ad right beside it for Rayman Adventures. My goodness, that was a disappointment. Did you know that Rayman Raving Rabbids has just been announced today as having a Hearthstone-style card trading game coming up soon? Really? Really. I didn't think there was any interest in Raving Rabbids. That's like the minions (laughs) of the Rayman universe, but the unpopular ones. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It just... uh, I'm surprised, to be honest. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to... Maybe it'll work, you know. I mean, they're, they're funny characters. Minions are popular right now. Rayman was popular for a while with yeah. Origins and Adventures. No, yeah. not Adventures. Um, what was the uh, second one? Legends. Legends. Yeah. Yeah, Origins of Legends. When did Legends come out? We haven't had a Rayman game forever. Three years ago. Yeah. And we won't get a Rayman game for a long time either. Um, that's it. Why do you say that? You don't think? No, well, Michelle Ansel's working on Wild, which was announced in 2014 um, at E3, and we haven't heard anything about it since. Um, and I'm quite curious about it, but uh, but this is a, a games that you've been playing discussion podcast, not a 
potential games in the future that you might be playing podcast. Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other no. games that you've been playing other than... Um, um, the only one... What have we got? We're at, oh, yeah, we've got a couple of minutes left. The um, one I grabbed recently at a games day was called um, Lost Legacy Flying Garden. Okay. So it's by the guy that made Love Letter. Ah, right. right. You played Love Letter, right? Multiple times. It's a great game. If you have, if you, right, if so, you have, um, you know, tabletop games and card games and stuff, and you don't have Love Letter, that's. I think that's sad. pretty much how I started my room, uh, my review. <laughs> yeah. I basically said that if you played, so this is by the same guy, right? Um, and it started out as, so it, currently there are eight parts to the game. Each game is a 16-card deck, much like Love Letter, and they can each be played standalone. Sure. Or you can mix them together and make a larger deck for more players, or you can mix them together just with the cards that you like from the various various ones mm-hmm. and sort of make a custom game, which is really cool. Anyway, I played the Flying Garden deck, or I grabbed I grabbed it because it was 5 bucks on sale, right? Okay. I'm like, oh, cool. And it comes in a little cloth bag just like Love Letter, yeah. and inside there are 16 cards, just like Love Letter, and a small bag of blue cubes, not red, just like Love Letter. Yep. And the way you play <laughs> is you place the, the deck of cards in the middle of the table, and each player has one card, and then they draw another card into their hand, and they must play one of the cards from their hand All right. yep. and action what is written on the card. For example, there's one called a curse, where you name a number of a card look at the other person's hand, and if they've got that number, they're eliminated. Sound familiar? Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But there's one very, very big difference, because I'm not a huge fan of Love Letter. I like it, but I don't love it. Okay. Um, so in this game, your goal is to find an artifact. Each one of the Lost Legacy games is themed to a particular artifact, and they've all got unique cards. Um, so in the Flying Garden, your job is to find the Flying Garden. So in the first stage of the game, you play much the same as Love Letter. You draw cards, play them, they do all sorts of stuff. There's a lot more persistent effects. Some of them shuffle cards back into the deck, do all sorts of things. Second phase of the game, you're actually doing, uh, you're investigating and trying to narrow down the source mm-hmm. or the location of the garden. So it can be one of the face-down cards on the table, it can be in a player's hand, um, and in the order of the card number that you've got in your hand, you can take a guess and say, I think the Flying Garden is there. Have a look. If it is, you win that round. Okay. Okay? That being said, a lot of the cards are to do with either eliminating your player via wounds. Um, you can um, you can add cards to the face-down mixture of cards on the table. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you can do Mm. that actually makes it feel a lot more strategic than Love Letter. Okay. Like, Love Letter's a great game, don't get me wrong, but I sometimes feel that if you've got certain cards... Say you've got the princess in your hand. Yeah. All you can ever do is pick up a card and play that card. Yeah, because you're stuck, you're stuck with that particular card yeah. because you can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. This one has a... Uh, if you get two wound cards discarded in front of you, you're out. Um, and there are three in the deck. So theoretically, that instance could occur where you have no choice but to, you know, kill yourself. Um, <laughs> but there are so many cards that manipulate the way the game is going that I feel that you've got a lot more control okay. over what happens at the end game. It's still random draw, 
But if you're familiar with Love Lever and you want something a little bit more strategic, mm. I really recommend you give it a shot. You'll, you'll learn it just as fast as you learn Love Letter. It's, um, I find it more enjoyable, but I've been um, told that's because of the types of games I was, enjoy. <laughs> was it two to five players? or? Um, I think it's... I could check if I... Yeah, I've got it right here. I think it's two to four for the original. For those uh, who are listening at home, Dave is currently rifling through his bag and throwing everything everywhere. And <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have a box because it's got this bag. Let's have a look. Two to four players, age 10 and up. Rubbish. Um, so it's two to four players as the base game. Um, I've only played it... I've played it two and three players so far. Um and I haven't got the other decks here, so I haven't actually mixed them together. But you could mix two decks together. You only keep one legacy card in there. So, sure. like the so in a, the original release in Japan was um, the spaceship or starship, whatever they call it, and the flying garden. And yeah. It was released all in one, and you could play each deck separately, two to four, or mix them together and have four to eight players. Okay, um, sure. But only keep one lost legacy. So be it the starship, be it the flying gardens. There are three expansions, each with two decks each. You know, what what have you. Um, I forgot what my point was. Oh, yeah, that's right. When they released it internationally, though, they split it. Uh, okay. So the core game's been split into two individuals, which, yeah. I've seen a few people online bitching and moaning about, but to be honest with you, it doesn't really... It doesn't affect the game in any way. They're able to play standalone, so... And if you really want both, you can buy both. It, it, it's like, you know, having them both together for 20 bucks, or you can buy them each separately for 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, you're still paying 20 bucks if you want both, but you have the option to just buy one if you want, so. It's good. Anyway. Provide people yeah. with options and they, they will continue to complain. But yes. Um, yeah, exactly. It sounds but interesting. But it's well worth trying out. Yeah. If, if you, if anyone has Love Letter, um, and I know you like Love Letter, so. Yeah. Um, I think you'd enjoy this. It's oh, that's good. it's a little, little, little bit more strategic, but um, still just as simple. Cool. Anyway, that's all we've got time for. So I did pre-record an outro, but I don't like it, so I'm just going to say it instead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you just have to shut up while I do this, and then we'll say bye at the end. <laughs> Fireside is part of the Podbros network. Um, oh wow. <laughs> I've typed by accident and I've, I've mucked up. So this is why I have to pre-record this stuff. Um, if you'd like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Alternatively, you can also subscribe to the RSS Direct using the link on the website. If you'd like to offer feedback or suggestions, please email me at podcast at another dungeon.com. I do read all the feedback and it is appreciated. Even the negative stuff. If you'd like to see more of what we do, be sure to check out our website at www.anotherdungeon.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. We also have a YouTube channel. However, um, if you're looking for us there, you'll just have to search for Another Dungeon as YouTube won't let us use our username because it's dumb. So thank you very much for listening and thank you, Mr. Andrew Pierce, for joining us this week. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It was did I introduce you at the start, or did I just introduce you at the end of the podcast? People know who I am. Wow. The internet oh. is aware of my existence. Oh, people know who I am, yes. 
<laughs> I'm known on the internet. Exactly, mm. exactly. <laughs> All right, well, the unpopular Dave and the uh, the ever-popular Andrew will speak to you again later on. See you later, guys. Thank you. Bye.